Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Into the West Mage Chronicle. This is episode 14, Oaths and Affirmations. Welcome back to Occultus Anonymous, sponsored by Roll20, the Onyx Map, and viewers like you. Like you. Thank you guys so much. Not you. Yeah, it's like not you. You, <laughs> you probably <laughs> just just you. hit the subscribe button already. Uh, to quote Corridor Digital, Kevin, Kevin, it's time to subscribe. Yes, you, Kevin. Uh, I don't know Mr. that we Andrew. quite have the viewer account to actually pull that one off, but <laughs> we'll try it anyways. Um, but a special shout out to Adele, Al, Alan, Michael, Alexander, Ang Falleth, Bernie, Blood Angel, Brandon, Chris, Daniel, Doc, uh, Dolor, Evil. Emil, Funzusu Ali, George, Jack, Jenny, John, Josh, Julian, Catfeathers, CrazyBand1772, Melissa, Michael, Milo V3, Ms. Grumpy, Moku, Noba, Other Michael, Parker, Harry, Pumptier, Riafio, Ryan, Shaksara, Sina, Terran, The Arcane, Thomas, Toast, Usufsama, Vortex, Woodsound M, Zoltan, and we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. No. Yeah. <laughs> it finds you here. Also, if you are not currently dealing with that where you live, congratulations. Um, why? Uh, anyways, um, right-o. Uh, when we last left the Cabal, uh, they were, well, not a Cabal, uh, hanging out at Purgatory Bluff's only tavern, uh, having a little kind of chit-chat back and forth, uh, wherein... Uh, well, when we last left, and we're gonna we're gonna have a little cool little time skip here. Um, Ralph, excuse me, nope. John Paul, in that particular context, is telling everybody, "Hey, you can call me Cloak, but also I am Legba." Um, and uh, let me tell you about the astral. Uh, and we fast forward here uh, because they did some stuff off camera. Um, talking about how to come together as a witch coven and starting to talk about significance of uh, alternative names and other selves that they might be. And so we pick up uh, within the uh, Maroon's Mine in the swept out little kind of meditation space, um, uh, basically with the, the, the coven at this point, um, kind of establishing their boundaries and rules um i uh off camera they talked a little bit about like an oath and what they they want to intend to be but uh didn't really talk much about rules and like mm. how they're how they're going to comport themselves both amongst each other and with uh the town um and we can just kind of jump in there wherever you guys feel like it Nobody wants to start. Okay. Uh, so, um... Go ahead, Chris. No? Okay. Uh, I think, uh, let's say, if we're jumping in, in media res, Cloak has just um, emphasized how it's important to him that we figure out who we're going to help and that this coven become something that is more than just the four of us even if we're the four primary members of it that our interactions with each other lead to good 
for many other than ourselves. So, Cloak would lean into Isabel and say, in order to really come together, we need to figure out, well, what are the areas of intimacy that we're still guarding and shielding from each other? <laughs> what change um, don't I, you want me to see? I don't. I mean, <laughs> Theo knows very well what it is that she's hiding, so she'll see my, my daughter. For sharing. That's something I've kept. Something happened during my awakening that you can't speak. My family. Cloak turns to Gisela. (laughs) I don't know if it's really a secret I'm keeping but my folks and me are cursed I think we are all people with scars and we for the most part wear them proudly and if we if we wish to allow each other further in then that should be our choice I do not know that it should be part of our agreement here We can be good to each other. We can have fellowship without being, without bearing our souls completely. I can agree with that. There's no reason I should need to know more about you than I do, I don't think. If you ever choose to say more, that would be fine, but there's nothing impeding our working relationship. Do you want it to be a working relationship? Yes. I have a different view, just based on my experience. Um, and she hesitates for one of the name because she's not sure the context that we're in. But with Cloak, um, The more we shared with each other and the more open we were with each other, the more we each learned and the more we each advanced. I've learned more in the last four or five days than I had in the previous year. Just by lowering barriers and sharing, 
we each have different, very different perspectives on this world that we're all part of. Learning about those perspectives can help expand our own understanding. Understand if you want to keep barriers in place and just have this as a working relationship, but I think we would all benefit more the more we share. I've also learned a lot, but the things that have happened to me in my past have nothing to do with this magic. But you are. So, secrets, secrets shared willingly is something I can agree to. But emphasis on willingly. It makes sense to me that you would like to emphasize that we are joining together consensually. I don't expect us to be beholden to each other beyond the explicit commitments we make. I was just inviting us all to recognize that, as Theo said, or no, I'm sorry, because he hasn't, Cloak hasn't yet received permission to say anything other than Madame Stokes. Um, as Madame Stokes has said, we gain when we eliminate the barriers between us, when we allow the connection to build. When we allow the links in a chain to assemble that connects our hearts, our minds, and our souls. And the speed with which that happens is directly a consequence of what we share. I've shared with you my true name, which beyond a small number of people who look like me, no one else knows. I've shared with you a lot of things I've done that I regret now, that took the lives or ruined the lives of many people who look like me. There are certainly other things I will share with you in time, and you are not required to directly reciprocate. I just want you to appreciate how I consider this burgeoning coven between us. I would agree with you. I will listen when each of you have something to share. And if and when I feel ready to share, I will do so as well. I'm not resisting. I'm just stating a boundary. Boundary. Well, I hope as we continue to get to know each other, and rely on each other's knowledge and experience, there will be few boundaries necessary to maintain our sense of safety. Very well. I will say, as I have mentioned before, perhaps obliquely, your secrets are safe with me, and if you ever need help with anything, I will give it to the best of my ability. Thank you. Now, as I have shared 
it is my belief that these are gifts that we have been given or that we have earned in some way. I feel it is important that we use them not in cruelty, not in hatred. I can't say that we all will only do good in the world, but it should never be a goal to cause harm with our powers, I believe. I like that. Just to clarify, that is taking things like punishment off the table. For what? Like if we're not, I'm just clarifying, if we're never going to harm anyone. I don't personally think that we should be the arbiters of justice. And that's fine, I'm just clarifying. The impression I got from what Senor Pilar just offered is that we focus on the use and exercise of our power for good. Not that we consider our use of this power to dictate what choices we make. Say, for example, Madame Stokes, you wish to punish someone for harming your family. I think that Doing so without the use of your power may be the best choice based on what it seems like we're trying to agree to. And I have learned the hard way that even if you choose to harm someone without the use of your power, it still leaves a consequence. It still affects you. It may be unwise. And that's fine if that's a, a rule that we're choosing to live by. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. impose that rule on you. I personally wouldn't do it, but... Well, no, if these are things that we want as part of what defines this cover... You have I, I your own willing. life outside of this... All of your gifts don't have to be beholden to what we, as a group, choose. This is more a discussion of what we do together. I guess I just have a different perspective about that. Having spent a lot of my life without any worldly power mm -hmm. and being subject to the whims of those with worldly power, now that I have the ability to 
stand up to that to address those sorts of imbalances. I would be sorely tempted to use it to do that. My focus was more on the cruelty aspect than the harm. I agree with that. There's no cruelty. I wouldn't seek out someone to punish. But if I find someone... and my powers fit into the justice that I believe exists, then who am I to deny myself being the agent of that justice? So that was kind of my, where I was getting at. Yeah. As long as we're okay with that. And again, I mean, <laughs> out of character, this is a small little mining town, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us would be like super worried about like well I don't know I don't think Isabel would be super worried about like oh let's gotta there's a super villain out there we've gotta go stop right now yeah but from the US perspective this is a mining town that's owned by one guy he's yeah. a decent guy yeah he's proven himself to be pretty decent actually like yeah. Werner's chill Werner's great everybody loves Werner <laughs> out of character like. speaking like yeah sure Craig knows that but sure to, to Theo yeah, but I mean, I mean he's, he's a in rich... character he hasn't done anything to make you mistrust him other than exist yeah pretty wow. much <laughs> exist and be rich Theo was a slave to wealthy landowners so alright yep yeah she's cynical she's got she's a cynical. Yeah, she's got a thing I think uh, you're right that there hasn't been any behavior on Enright's part that would suggest to a person who's maybe a little more objective that he's a bad guy. So perhaps Theo's struggling with their own preconceptions. So in, in character... Oh, hold on a moment. I'm sorry. Okay, great. We're good now. Uh, so in character... Cloak would look at, at Theo and say, Madame Stokes, I have an important question for you. What do you think is the real difference in your power and your ability to change the world before your awakening and after your awakening? Um, the lie that society buys into that wealth is merit there's no difference between a poor person who sleeps in a gutter and a rich person with a fancy house and a full of staff there's no difference between them except the lies that they tell each other and the lies of everyone around them that support that foundational lie And to go against that is to go against the whole structure. This has been my experience. I understand that I have a different perspective than maybe a lot of other people. I'm receptive to it. I am also aware of 
the imbalance in the world is a consequence of land ownership, ownership of people, and who has money, who doesn't. I don't think you've answered the question I really mean, which is, what's different about you? You refer to your power now as your ability to change the world, and you say you weren't able to do it before. I think the difference is that you have realized that you are no different. You gave me a description of the world and the fact that people are different. But I think the important thing is, even if you did not have power over the arcana you know, even if you were not able to speak the speech, even if you had not visited where you visited, and took something back with it from it. You would still be different. You went through a transition. You forged a new link in your chain. And that has made you new. That has made you powerful. That has made you knowledgeable. True to a certain extent, but one of the big factors in that is the fact that my powers are powers transcend the lie of society. There is no definition within the, the rules that govern society for what we can do. It's unable to process what we're able to do, which allows us to work outside of it. Kind of how I see it. Mm. And because we can work outside of it, we are no longer beholden to it. Mm. They've been burning witches for centuries. <laughs> yeah, there have been. There's ways to deal with it. There's like ways us. to process it. And but have, but have they been burning witches, or have they been burning people that they don't like? Yes. Doing both. Yes. I mean, among all of us here, who couldn't they burn? suspect there are people who look like me being lynched right now as we speak I want to return to the point I'm making which is the realization that you can do different things matters more than the things that you can do you are not beholden to anyone in this town you're not beholden to us you're not beholden to your family. You are not. You are beholden to you. You have responsibilities to others. But no one can tell you who you're supposed to be. How you should take care of yourself. Or what kind of person you are. And what your human value is. That is what you've learned. Or at least, that is what I learned. For once, I agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> Stop to presses. <laughs> it had to happen at some point, right? Right. <laughs> it's bound to. <laughs> the coin lands on its side at least once, right? <laughs> so, besides the so. Uh, more philosophical questions of what you guys are doing and how you are using your powers. You guys have 
a goal in mind for the coven? Short term, we know that there's a danger to this town where we all either have or are setting up roots. So I think short term would be keeping the town safe. Mm -hmm. That's more just like self-serving, though. I have a short-term goal that's a little less uh, higher reaching and it might be a little harder to achieve based on what has gone what has happened between the four of us I would like for us to meet regularly and talk I see no reason why that couldn't happen we just need a space for it we can use this I have place a suggestion. Please. The spring. It's far enough outside of town that we aren't likely to be discovered. It's got mana. It's also got spirits, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 But it is nothing of what's on the other side. It is hidden. It is secure. Assuming we can make a door. That won't be a problem for either. Yeah, I'm confident I can arrange that. (laughs) But yes, as a group. I don't have incredibly lofty goals. I would like to protect the town from whatever dangers might be coming towards it. I would like to explore all of our powers more. Find out what else. The limits of what we can do, what we might not be able to do. I don't know how feasible it is right now, but finding others like us Hmm. at some point. I can think of a way. Can get lucky. (laughs) There is a place where people like us are able to travel. I alone of us four have been there. And I would be happy to take anyone with me again. I hadn't considered that possibility. And considering that I am now endowed with a responsibility over travel and over a means of getting places, it might be particularly easy for me to do so. You'd describe this place as all of everyone's? 
it felt like we are all just islands in an ocean of connection. And that if we can uh -huh. realize the distance between us or realize that there is no true distance between us, we can visit the other islands. And then when I went deeper, I learned that there is a place that is built, at least my, since my impression is that it is a consequence of our minds. I don't know exactly what created it. I don't know if it has in mind of its own. I don't know if it has its own motivations. I don't understand it completely. I just feel like it is the place of thought, the collective thought. That, that sounds bad. much bigger and harder to find something in than going to a big city. You found people there, but they weren't real. How would wow. you know if they were? They feel real. They feel different. I think just as I Did was you able meet to any tell... people? Sorry. Um, no, what I mean is not that I met a, a real person, just that uh, they, they felt like denizens of that place. I, I got the impression that they were of that place. I think I would be able to recognize if someone was like us is someone was born of a mind and a soul. And Senora Pilar, the reason why I think it would be useful as opposed to going through a big city is I don't know what city to look for. I don't know how common we are. I just know that when I am in that place, I can think of where I want to be and what I want to find. And I can find it much easier than I would be able to in the real world. Being able to world. do it from here is convenient. You don't have to cross the country and try not to die. Or get caught by oh, a slave not catcher. It's the easy part. I'll give you that point. <laughs> that, that's a fair. Not that I don't trust that the four of us could put up quite a potent fight against anyone attempting to put me in bondage. Just, it's good to reserve that for plan B. Oh, I'm not clear we reached any conclusions. It seems that the last thing I, I heard uh, Mademoiselle Bauer suggest is a combination of what we've all talked about. Meeting regularly, exploring all of each other's powers and understanding, defending the town.
I might have missed something. Do you have any other requests? Mm. Yeah, I do have a request. I request that we declare an oath to each other, however small, or however meaningless in each other's respective minds, because that's the first link in the chain. What would you like to swear? Says the Achilles. <laughs> I can make your oaths mean things. I swear that I will never let you come to harm by my hands or actions. How serious <laughs> um, do we want these to be? Because I can make them binding. Hmm. Meaning that we couldn't. Shit just got real. What was that, Drew? I'm making a meme reference. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> What would the binding do, Mademoiselle Bauer? I'm reading it now. <laughs> um, so for this sorry. spell, I have to keep it mm -hmm. active always. Or relinquish it. Conditional duration will help, um, but yeah, you you do have to. It will still be spell control, right? Uh, but yeah, do you have that? relinquishing it is probably something you're gonna have to do. Isn't isn't conditional duration time two? Uh, no, conditional duration is the fate side. Time two is hung spell, which is the the pair that usually go together. Yeah, right. Because they. I can't this. I can't this. Yeah, um, and, and that they should have just had one Arcana for the whole Acanthus. <laughs> yeah, one Arcana they, you can toss in the There are spells in both Arcana that should be the other, and it just yep. fucking enrages me. Yeah, forces, forces does force things. Does it do prime stuff? Absolutely not. Death does death stuff. Does it do death? No, yeah, no, I know. Uh, does matter stuff with bones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, basically you can set the oath to have whatever consequence you want uh, now yeah. technically it has to be a hex um, which you know can be any number of conditions but we can definitely get into some like you know serious intense like dice penalty or tilts or uh, conditions Oh god, your hexes can be nasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blinded. 
Yep. It's just like yeah. you broke your oath. Now you can't see. Yeah, and bear in mind right. they they're represented as tilts, which means you don't even get beats for dealing with them. It, they just suck. You don't learn anything from it. You just get to have a really bad day. But yes, so you you could definitely do the tilt of being stunned and just yep yep you're just gonna sit there until you know whatever you know possibly part of the oath you know i like sick as a tilt it's just you just feel bad mm-hmm. terribly just, terribly bad for a long just terribly time. terribly sick because you you did it bad It'll it stop vomiting once you fix your will. <laughs> once you fix your oath. Yeah, that's right. Um, Isabel would swear uh, alongside the the thing that I wrote in Spanish yesterday mm-hmm. when we were talking. Um, and I won't butcher the Spanish on here, but uh, basically through... Um, Through fellowship, curiosity, and helpfulness, shall we meet God. And while I appreciate the sentiment behind the enforcement that you're talking about, Gisela, personally, I would rather our oath be a light to guide us rather than a stick to drive us. Well put from the wielder of shadows. As long as you abide by the oath, you get a blessing. The carrot and the stick. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. That's fine. I think we have a out of character. I think we have a, a good basis. Like, yeah, and if we want to shift it you know, to not... a little more out of character to nail down the nitty gritty of what those people may or may not take, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, just you know, like I said, working together, secrets willingly shared, but never stolen, and. Uh, just like helping each other explore our powers, satisfy our curiosity, explore the world. All sounds good to me. But first, we gotta go see whatever the fuck that thing is in the sky. <laughs> it's like like a week from now. It's like two days from now. It's tomorrow. It? Oh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. How convenient. Yeah, it was. It was two days. Now it's now it's tomorrow. Um, I'm curious to look at a void in space. A more voidy void than a normal void. It does seem alive. Hmm. You believe my theory, then? (laughs) It makes sense. It's behaving like prey. Mortimer had a very good point of how does it see them, but they see it. We'll be able to tell if it thinks. Or at least I will quickly be able to tell if it thinks. 
depending on how far away it is. Are we going to disrupt things if we all show up? Well, Mortimer already assumes that you're a witch. It's true. Um, so, Cloak would be the only surprise. And even then. Probably not, up, yeah. Look up and down at him. Not that much of a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the voodoo side is, you know, already there. Yeah. It's like the first thing you talked about with him, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't think um, they would be surprised. <laughs> so, tomorrow night then. Tomorrow night. I need to talk to Jules. I look forward to seeing his book of speech. Hmm. <laughs> It's interesting. I would really like to know how the f- how we got yeah. it, <laughs> what it's referring to. Hmm. Yeah, it's a set of instructions with no starting point. So, did you read the whole book? Right. I was going to say I read the instructions. You you were given a page a in page. the middle. Okay. Right. So so you, I didn't see like the beginning. Right. Okay. Basically, flip 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 here. This random ass I'm going page. to look at the whole book. <laughs> I have complete faith that you will. Well, if you don't have anything else, I've got a job to do. <laughs> yep. Uh, though, actually, like stand up, like brush off her skirts and stuff. Actually, it was closer to the uh, evening time, so kind of the expectation was that you guys left, because, mm-hmm. like I said, you guys moved over to the mine F's things kind of oh down, okay right? so yeah this is i thought i thought we were talking on friday night and then this was the next day um was that either way doesn't matter yep it's, you know, time time is a uh wibbly wobbly fake made up time 150 years ago it's fine 106 70, oh yeah no th- uh, yeah, this was this was uh saturday <laughs> yep. okay Good. Yeah, so Saturday night, um, you guys. Oh, so it's late. Okay, that's fine. Making your uh, then it's sleepy time, and I need to leave. Uh, <laughs> making making O's to one another, but not necessarily supernaturally charging those O's up yet. Not yet. Um, uh-huh. But everybody, go ahead and take the Cabal theme merit. Awesome. Um, for now. Uh, based on your discussion and me kind of boiling things down into one. Um, basically, you know, this is the Purgatory Bluff Coven. And, mm-hmm. you know, basically you can use it as a plus one Persona Yantra um, for, you know, basically doing things in service to the town. Notably in service to, not just because you are in the town or because you want to do this thing and it's in town, but something that your character, uh, you know, truly believes will help the town. Now, of course, you could be wrong, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. But on that slight bit and say in service to the town or each other. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys are members of the town. It's yeah. kind of my thought. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It is going to be real useful. Seems, I, I agree with Craig. It seems like an important distinction. Yeah, it is. It is. It is very, very fair point. Um, 
But yeah, because sometimes helping one another doesn't necessarily help the town. So I get you. Because um, Cloak is going to be buffing people right and left. <laughs> and just as we're breaking up, I feel going to pull Cloak aside. And we've uh, had some uh, strangely intimate moments. I think it's probably okay if you were to just call me Theo. Cloak smiles genuinely and says, Thank you, Theo. Got a little southern there. <laughs> 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 I can get as southern as you want. It's in Louisiana. Right, right in Louisiana. Down there in that bayou now. Oh, Lord. Now, I guess <laughs> Actually, I Rabbit just realized sausage. I was talking about you coming through Houston, but I'm driving through Louisiana tomorrow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Talk later. Um, yeah. Oh. I was planning on going to New Orleans tomorrow. You want to come no, down to no, knowledge? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. I have I already have a, te- I have a 10-hour drive. Uh, okay. Yeah. Where you heading through? You heading through Slidell? I hate to... Uh, I'm not I about to, to discuss us... my travel plans on <laughs> the internet. I hate, I hate to make us play the mage game that we're here to right. play, but um, you, Drew, you had said something about uh, Isabel should have her eyes open. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems like... Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, so Chris has Isabel heading off to bed. Is anybody else doing anything that night? Where is everybody going? Mm. Um, I just want to ask. Basically, make plans with Cloak. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, I want to sort of pull you aside, and I have something I need your help with. Yes. It's the curse that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. How would you like my help? You break chains, right? I've come to realize that the best thing to do is help people break chains if they so choose. I can assure you, we do not want this chain. Um, I just want to know if if you can see it, what you can see, because I know what I can Mm. see, and I'm not sure where to go from here. Mm. It would be my honor to help you. Um... I guess tomorrow at lunchtime I can get family out to the tavern. I need After you church. to look at my dad. And just capital L, look. I can do so. And then just let me know what you've seen. Okay. I will. Do I have your permission to evaluate him using all of my means? Absolutely. Not... Don't do any... Honestly, don't do anything to him. Um, but any way you might need to learn 
you have my full permission. Great. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Mademoiselle Bauer. Until then. And then I think, Ralph, you said you were doing something as well? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about jumping the I'm just trying to torture Chris as much as possible. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me check one thing. It'll take long. Okay, yeah. It's nighttime, right? People are going to sleep. Yep. <laughs> Cloak is going to try and meditate into his Aneros again and try and find people while they're sleeping. And in his mind, sleeping people in the coven are probably going to be thinking about the coven a little bit and maybe about the town. And so he's going to see if the what he expects to be changed change connecting the islands mm -hmm. might be more resolved more opaque mm -hmm. more obvious and tangible cool all right um yeah uh we'll come back around to that because my brain needs it that's fine it doesn't <laughs> have to take a long time that's just what what cloak would be motivated to do try right and hop on okay. over to east labelle and uh see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. That was a great pun. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I don't know what I'm uh, I was going to say, uh, Isabel would catch Theo. Mm -hmm. I guess as we're, we're just as we're walking back, because she's got to go even further than I do. Right. Um, when you have built your house, I would love to. ensure it's hospitality. Love that very much. <laughs> the places in town that have been the most welcoming and the most I don't know the word. Not wholesome, like innocent and pure, but like wholesome as in like connected. Have generated their own spirits. You're talking real quiet. It's not going to be the time. I don't know what's happening with my microphone tonight. I'm just... It being a butthead. I feel, what? It's being a butthead. <sighs> Anyways, I'm going to make sure that you got a good spirit in your house, and it's not going to fuck your shit up. Yeah. There you go. Good in-character <laughs> Isabel shit. Wow. Um, and just so you know, um, Madame Robert... Uh, is uh, how do I put this? Not entirely pleased with me. Oh, I know. She told me. Oh, <laughs> of course. She probably would have told you right away. Right. So uh, I won't be around the tavern as much. Apparently, she's already hired a replacement. Y 
She's making a show of it. Um, I'm still not going to overstay a welcome. She's sending pretty clear signals to me, but... I am so on board for some fast food restaurant drama. Uh, (laughs) Can we not? (laughs) It's right. Gets a little too real for Chris. Yes. Chris Chris can fix it real quick. I did that today. Yeah. I don't want to do it more. Um, Sorry about that. No, like, Isabella just make make it clear that, like, she's of the opinion that Madame Robert's just got her feelings hurt a little bit, but she doesn't actually want to be rid of Theo. I mean, and it's fair because you're the one who lives with Madame Robert. Right. Yeah. Like, guaranteed, we've had talks over breakfast and stuff like that. And she'd be like, can you believe Theo just running off and making a farm and she's leaving us and like being a little bit dramatic about it and be like, no, okay, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Cool. Uh, So, uh, you know, uh, Theo heads, you know, one direction. Uh, Isabel is, you know, in another... Um, and, uh, are you, cause you made mention of finding jewels. Was that a plan tonight? Cause technically they are up there, um, looking for stuff. You guys know that, you know, well, uh, based on drawing the card, uh, they're not going to find it. Right. Um, I, no, I don't want to talk to him when he's around the others. Okay. Um, and I totally now not only do I have Isabel and Gisela mixed up, I'm getting players mixed up and who said who wanted to talk to Jules. Okay, fabulous. Um, it's a good so time, yes. Yeah, I know. As uh, Miss Grumpy would say, you're getting up there in years. Yeah. yeah. What? Come by Discord. Oh yeah, no, she 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 had a she had a good time poking fun at my oh, age. Nice. Yeah. Oh, for Listen your birthday. Here. I see, it's, I see. It's how she keeps her, uh, her thing uh, lit up green. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, come by Discord. You didn't do dot space. Join the bullshit. Um, yes. So, um, uh, does you know Isabel? What 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 is Isabel up to? As like you separate away from Theo. I think having just had that conversation about the like hearth spirits and stuff that she's seen, she wants to like. Just take another look, just to remind herself. I like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically inside the tavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Turn on the mage site, and there are a lot of those smaller spirits that we've talked about that seem to just kind of collect in places like this. Um, aren't really all too active. Uh, Ganem is, you know, pretty, pretty sporting and having a good time. But yeah, this time, especially because I don't imagine that you open your mage site up much in the tavern is why um, there is other shit to do. Right. Uh, there is definitely something here that stands out beyond being a spirit. Um, notably. Hang on, pull up Ooh, else. a big one. Uh, yeah, mm. sort of. Um, let's see here. I didn't know this was happening, you all. Yeah. Absolutely, complete. This is a total surprise. surprise. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris picked up the Supernal Watcher merit weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, there is 
trying to think of the best way to describe it without like pulling on like some anime or anything like that. But there is a please do. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, there is basically a wolf with some like Saiyan hair going on. Um, like this thing cool. is like nine, ten feet tall at like the shoulder. Um, so it is like the the roof, you know, uh, well, the, the ceiling. Air, right. Um, and it is just kind of sat there kind of in a big lounge kind of thing. And the hair on it is it's long, but it doesn't do the whole like big shaggy dog thing. It just kind of sweeps up. Um, and, and I, I make the reference to the Saiyan hair. It's like it mm -hmm. is continually running, even when it's just laying there, laid it back, and just his hair is just flowing backwards. It's not doing anything other than watching you, uh, which is, you know, for these supernal beings that you have seen before, kind of unusual, you know, from the story that uh, Gisela mentioned of seeing the supernal thing in the the mine and it didn't notice her until she said hello and then all of a sudden went um you know this thing is just sitting in that you know kind of half sit lean that dogs do um mm -hmm. and just these molten red eyes like slight glow to them right um just watching you just head shifting just ever so slightly as you move about you know and it's just Watching. I'm like circling around it. <laughs> oh yeah, like there's this big. I pro I, you don't hear a sound, um, but the definite like exhalation as it kind of shifts itself to watch you, head turning. Uh, the the fur itself is just it is it is jet black. Um, if there were uh, some werewolves around, they'd start talking to you about like you know the big brother wolves and stuff like that. Yeah, it's the got firstborn. a bit of that vibe. Yes, yeah, the firstborn. Uh, it's got that kind of vibe. Of course, <laughs> no, there's no there's no Garu for you here to talk to. Um, and, but yes, just yeah, watching. And, Garu, I barely even know you. <laughs> but yes, hey. Watching. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to stu study it. Okay. And like at the same time be like, can you? Uh, how are you watching me? <laughs> <laughs> Am I in trouble? <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, and I didn't, I'm trying to remember, you I didn't got, dance very well. Yeah, and you you had the four dot, right? Huh? The yeah. merit. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a rank two. Oh yeah, the good one. Um, so gnosis plus, um, spirit. Uh, if that is what you want to use on him, yes. That, that is what I want to use on it. Uh oh, right, and because we're using our alternative rules, um. Is that a minus two opacity for the first layer of the uh, mystery? What'd you say? For the first layer of the uh, mystery. You'll understand. Okay. I have 
Did you say I have a minus two? Correct. Okay. Representing the net opacity. Cool. Well, that was pretty good. Yep. Four successes. Yep. Five dice. Uh, Oh my gosh. All the rules for how focus mage side just fell out of my head. Two for... Right. Okay. Two goes into two. Okay. I'm good. Anyways. uh, Yeah. So immediately, uh, yes, not a spirit. um, And it hits you that there's barely any spirit arcana to this thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, you know, Chris does, uh, excuse me, Chris understands. Isabel probably has no idea, but you are looking at a atavism. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you're going to give me a totem or an atavism. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> going to make me study more life, huh? Yep. I like you weren't mm-hmm. already going to. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. There, there are five arcana that you use. <laughs> Yeah, come yeah. on. Uh, but yes, it is. Yeah, it is just big, raw, you know, bestial, feral, primal power. Uh, but yeah, the the that initial like layer and the searching is basically mm-hmm. yes. This is definitely not a spirit, and understanding it is a supernal being, and specifically that it is a representation life. of life. Can I try and look at under that, guys? Sure. Yeef. Can I spend another willpower? And I guess I should uh, ask, are you spending mana on this? I would like to spend mana on this. Because this, to understand your watcher, it is at a minus five opacity. Woof. Or, well, it is at a five opacity. Five opacity. (laughs) Minus five opacity. Here's some bonus die. (laughs) It's easy. <laughs> That's fine. I'll just roll a chance die. No, you I'll get just... one minute. No, I mean with a willpower, I have five dice. Okay. Right. So do I have a minus five? Mm-hmm. But one success equals success. Yes. Okay. So what does the mana do? Oh, sorry. Okay, I understand what you mean by success. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, you only need one success to get successes. But yeah, no, you still need to whittle through the opacity. Okay, because the... Okay. So there's no penalty then, right? So there's no penalty then. Am I just completely blanking on the rules for opacity five, not minus five on the roll, right? Oh, If you're trying to just do a revelation, then you have a Yeah, then then you have the penalty for scrutiny. Okay, right. But no I thought you were like homebrewing some stuff on the fly, and I was yeah, like, okay, sorry. I'm double dipping on penalties here. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're, you're you're completely correct. Yeah, so you're using scrutiny. So yes, you just rolled normally. Sorry. All right. Yeah, I'm throwing a shitload of mana at it, and hoping for one success. Hell yeah. Three successes. How much mana did you spend, by the way? Four. Cool. So seven. So it takes some time yeah. for me to sit there and. <laughs> yeah. To to work it all through. So that's mm-hmm. that's uh. Because <laughs> I, I need to keep track of this. <laughs> no one listening says, "Does this look like a good boy, girl, other, and do they need head pets?" Um, this looks like a a 
very good boy, but do not pet. <laughs> not, <laughs> do not pet. Not, not safe to pet. Gotta figure out how to pet the right way. Well, you could pet them once. Something, something, genie in a bottle. Exactly. Terrible. Christina Aguilera. I was quoting Christina, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Yeah. Christina Aguilera back in high school. Those of us at a particular age. That's right. <laughs> God, they showed that video on the Disney Channel. Yep, sure did. Late 90s, early 2000s, low-rise jeans and crop tops. That's exactly God right. Bless. That's what it was. Uh, I guess I'm Christina Go on Pratchett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very Craig. Um, anyways, um, yeah. So that initial uh response uh more or less is going to reinforce the um the life aspect of it, and one aspect of the supernal being itself that kind of glimmers through is that it is a a representation of or somehow tied to like primal primal drives like base like instincts and needs kind of thing what exactly there eh, kind of kind of off you know could be like uh, hunger could be or could be like the need to breed or, or the, other, the other ones yeah 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 yeah, yeah the three f's the, the other appetites <laughs> yeah Fe- feeding fighting and breeding <laughs> friend oh uh but yes thought you meant uh, fritos funyuns and fizzy drinks <laughs> man i'm Funyuns. I remember Funyuns used to be a thing, and now I'm just not okay with them. Uh, They're fun. Fun to eat. um, Yeah, as as you sit there for, I guess technically it'd be... 12 seconds? Yeah. Uh, You know, it kind of... uh, Actually, a little bit longer because of the amount of mana you have to go through because you're only Gnosis 1. One per turn. Hmm? So 12 seconds. How much per turn? Three. Right? No. Isn't it one per turn at Gnosis one? At Gnosis one mana one, per, turn. One per turn. I spent four. Oh, you four only turns. spent four. That's right. Yeah, I was thinking of your total die pool. No. Cool. Dude, yeah. It's been a day. I it's appreciate okay. you all. <laughs> You're going on vacation tomorrow. It's fine. Thank God. That's why uh, we're using homebrew rules, right? Because typically one roll in scrutiny is one turn. So you're limited to the amount of mana but you, you have to spend in that one roll. Oh, yeah, I've, like we have to yeah. use um, alternate rules in order to permit the spending of more mana than your gnosis allows uh, per roll. And I, I thought that's what Drew said at the beginning. So no, no, and, okay. yeah, it's it's a it's a yeah. good point, but yeah, I don't think we've ever done that. But yeah, because that's true. Because normally in spell casting, you just take additional right. turns. You just take longer turns, yeah. right? And yeah. that's okay. why it's specified the same way in scrutiny. But yeah, yep. no okay. reason why we can't cool. do the way we do yeah. it, right? I'm just right. makes sense. Yeah, uh, but yeah, good point. Uh, Rules are more like guidelines. Uh, but yes, um, notably, you are sitting there for that time. And as you start to scrutinize it and you know, put the mana into it, it like 
you that's that's when you actually hear it uh, oh. you know kind of that like the idea of the you know active mage side is looking at the fish mm-hmm. in the tank and then focus mage side is shoving your head into the mm-hmm. fish tank yeah yeah there is this the the heavy breathing the like huge lungs like this is just raw life you know pumping through this thing and as it looks at you there is a big thump of a tail just one and a low growl um reading that growl i I mean i guess technically you could roll animal uh ken or what is it animal handling what do we have in this one animal animal ken Ken, right or empathy uh you know i'm okay with empathy yeah I'm okay with that. I don't have either. It's fine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wits? Yes. Two dice. Nope. Yeah, I think I think she straight up just freezes. It's like, uh... Yeah. Eye contact? <laughs> and yeah, it like it has every time you've looked up, it has watched, you know, and made eye contact with you and like the mouth has stayed closed the entire time. There hasn't been a snarl, just this watching. And probably is I think after you hear that growl and maintain that eye contact, you know, head in the aquarium here, like there is a scary amount of intelligence behind those eyes. Like for mm-hmm. big big basically wolf looking thing okay it's a huge wolf oh oh that is that is some you know human level beyond level intelligence uh just watching you with interest i'd say please don't eat me but i don't know that i could stop you if you decided to Yeah, I, I think I think within the realm of focus mage site, like there is the potential to talk to it, but whether or not it can talk back, yeah. Right. Uh, but notably, you know, this is one of those other you know further nudges of mm, supernal summoning. Um, you know, it's on that other side of not quite a gauntlet, but right. All right, well. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, slink back away from it. <laughs> don't don't turn your back on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, make your way upstairs, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it is waiting for you in, in your room. And now much smaller, but definitely filling the room. Huh. (laughs) I'm going to close my eyes and close my eyes. (laughs) Meanwhile, Ganem has been like, while you had Mage Sight on, Ganem is just Uh chatting with you and like wondering why you're not responding. Uh, (laughs) Yikes. That's one to tell the group about. 
It's gonna be so long till I can summon him. Start working on your life. I could summon him immediately if he was spirit. That would be too easy. Uh, and notably, I did it because I wanted it to be more of a mystery that mm-hmm. Isabel mm-hmm. has to try and figure no, out. That's great. Spooky ass, scary wolf. Absolutely fine. He's a very good boy. <laughs> what he wants, however, and that's another question. We'll see. Uh, did you figure out? I will place him on my shelf. Yes. Next to my other good boys that I have collected. Yes. Um, so. Uh, as we near the end of our first half here, we return to the Oniros of, uh, of Legba, uh, because I'm not making you roll Resolve plus Composure, because that's dumb now. Uh, Chance for conditions now. Come on now. That's true. Uh, but it's also such an easy roll for you. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, there's, what, you know, what are the downsides to the roll? Um, <laughs> Camo, thank you. What? Drew making a plot hook? No. Uh, but um, notably, uh, you make your way down into your Oniros and uh, actually, how do you get to a spot where you can see those islands? What? Because like I said, your your landing point is that not quite Port-au-Prince. Um, mm-hmm. How do you plan to go from there? Well, uh, the first thing is to say is now that Cloak has realized his form and the responsibilities of Lego, he's even bigger than he was the first time. He's even more himself. So that's the representation of the shadow self merit. Um, so he comes in feeling that he opens a way to the island where he met his daemon. He focuses on that aspect of his, you know, self as Legba. And doesn't even... He bypasses the need to get on a ship like everyone else, right? When before they said he looked like he lived here and he was confused. And he was like, okay, I need to make this phenomenological jump. In his mind, it's more intuitive now. He has a responsibility and an ability to get to certain places, right? Perhaps if he's been there before. That's how he's thinking of it. It's like, I don't know how to get somewhere. So I need to form a chain of connection to get there if I don't know where it is, right? But once I've been there before, it's connected to me. I know what it is. And that's the first step. The first step is the place I want to be because I've been there and I know what it looks like. So that's what he would attempt to do. Of course, if it doesn't work that way and he has to try something else, that's totally fine with me, Drew. But in in both Legba's mind. No, no, I I love the idea, especially of like willing a way into existence. Um, And yeah, like staring at like a space where you're just expecting or is it more of a moving myself there oh gotcha um hmm traversing this is limiting space hmm yeah how does he think of it um you know what chains right in his mind right where when he met Legba and Legba's on the crossroad Legba steps on the crossroads and he goes places because the crossroads are the means of connection for Legba and in Cloak's version, and Cloak Legba, right? Legba Cloak. It's chains connecting everything, and you can walk across them. So he would get to a point on the wharf where he's looking out across the sea, and he would manifest a chain to connect him to the island, and even if it's shrouded in fog. In his mind, all he has to do is step on the chain. He steps on the first link, and he can get to the last link. 
because the length between them is a lie, right? He can just traverse it sure. as though it was one. It was just two links. Yeah, sure. Um, cool. Uh, which I, I, I love it. Um, it doesn't work, but specifically, I there's <laughs> yeah. And, and, and bear in mind, I, I love this idea that in for for and feel free to you know work with me, obviously. But mm-hmm. the chain totally. appears in Legba's hand, and it dangles down and just reaches just shy of the dock, um, and you have this moment of this would have worked in my dreams. Mm-hmm. As like yeah, making stuff appear just as a little bit of effort, and stuff happens in my dreams, and uh, there's you know some gentleman, uh, you know, probably a, a captain, you know, kind of walking up beside you as you're standing next to his ship. And he looks out on the ocean with you, looks to you, and says, "Good day for sailing." Cloaks at him, and then shakes his head. And says, I'll be one more passenger. Sure. Uh, and if you walk with him, uh, it's the ship labeled, uh, yeah, Exploration. Okay, cool. Um, and within, you know, moments, uh, you find yourself like actually probably standing in the captain's quarters standing alongside the captain looking at this chart and it is definitely like it's got some really basic landmarks sketched out and that is a bunch of emptiness uh out on this Mm -hmm. and so he's you know he's looking and he's got charts out and other measurement tools and there's you know some other staff and he's looking he says oh you know which you know where do we start our search Mm. Well, he wouldn't even close his eyes. He would say, start our search. He looks at the map, and Cloak in his mind is looking for things that feel like... God, um, what's it? Uh, Self-assurance. Uh, and yeah, the captain looks at you and says, self-assurance, all right, sure. Uh, and then just starts shouting out directions and the ship begins to turn. Um, and you know, within you know, narrative time, minutes for you, hours. Um, <laughs> and you're standing on the, you know, prow? Prow of the ship as, you know, looking out, there is this island and doesn't like it's got this wonderful like mountain range and there's a couple of these trees just as you pass by that have this very hands on hips like Peter Pan pose and you just see it just for a second and then the trees are out of alignment um and uh captain kind of goes weird shaped mangroves right (laughs) (laughs) um captain kind of goes over and scribbles a note down you know back in his uh back in his charting room chart room yeah mm-hmm. um is, you're kind of good at this we're next <laughs> hmm. epiphany 
and studies the map a minute. Okay, well, let's try and out go the directions again. Um, and minutes pass, and there is a... It's basically a lighthouse. Uh, there's no other things on this island other than this just sheer, like, rock that has a almost like a white rock, uh, the White Cliffs of Dover kind of vibe, right? Mm, cool. um, just in the middle of nowhere and this tower, watchtower, lighthouse, I just used the damn word, <laughs> the lighthouse that seems to be built out of that same stone with this just massive sweeping uh, beam of light. Uh, you can see like a roaring brazier uh, up that it is, you know, focusing through this, well, probably a mirror, um, sending it out, guiding everybody to, well, around it as a beacon. Cool. Captain's back down in the charting room and says, all right, well, what's next? The new voice. I know where. Oh, go ahead. What'd you say? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I didn't hear what you said. Um, doesn't matter just okay. yet. Okay. All right, cool. Great. Uh, he says, this may seem like two things, but it is actually one and the same. The next place to go is humility and wisdom. Captain kind of gives you this look of what? Never heard of that, but um, just looking over the map, taps a space, looks over and taps another space, looking at the two of them, kind of measuring some space in between them, starts shouting out some directions. Um, and as there's all these directions and the ship starts to turn, instead of having this sudden shift to these other islands, there's a, another voice stepping up, woman's voice, and she says, I thought you were looking for your companions. <laughs> just gonna sit inside your own head here, or...? Ah, uh, I see. Okay. I parked this ship here for you! Uh, okay, why, why didn't you say you were here in the beginning? I'm always here! <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to take some getting used to, okay? I mean, you are literally, this is this, this is all me. All, all this. Right. Little guy saying, okay. hey, let's go sailing. That's me. It's all me. All right, okay. Well, like I said, it's going to take a little getting used to. I thought I had to find you first, and then we could find the others. Oh, no. I mean, I'll show okay. up if, if, if it's necessary, and, you know, you find, I watch you running around like a rat in a maze, and, you know. All right, well. Thanks for letting me do this for hours. And uh, I guess we'll <laughs> now find the people we're trying to find. It kind of like also, steps I'm up. happy to see you again, too. Thank you. Pat, pat you on the shoulder. <laughs> and like all of a sudden she is wearing the captain's like coat and stuff like that. And it's it, mm. it is not fit to her. Um, so it's a bit oversized and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a little bit like a kid in you know their parents clothes. And starts <laughs> tapping on the map and she says this map is abysmal. For getting to them, though. Um, yeah, I think you might have to grab hold of the wheel. All right. Who are we going to go see? Let's see if we can find Theo first. All right. And, like, heads up, 
with you um, and, you know, standing there you know, beside you with the wheel and you are dressed in like a helmsman's garb all of a sudden and she's mm-hmm. your boss as the captain. Um, yeah. And you, she you know, puts her chest out, got, got her hands behind her back, you know, proper and says, right, to Thew, by the straits of the coven? Yes. Make it so, number one. <laughs> Right away. (laughs) That's a reference. That's not really a real thing yet. Um, But yes, uh, you find yourselves now. Theo, have you gone to bed yet? Gotcha. Um, How much do you think the thought of the coven is, you know, hanging on your mind? Are you thinking more of, you know, Madame Robert or heck the house? Mm. Uh, interesting. Damn it, if you're also making it easier for Ralph, but fine. Uh, <laughs> um, no, you're fine. Uh, yep. Uh, but no, you, um, Legba, you know, steering the ship, uh, finds basically probably comically um, narrow channel of like Mm. just rock and debris and crashed ships. It's like, yeah, we don't want to go that way kind of vibe. Um, But the water has risen enough that there is this channel that you can actually move through. I know that's not what a real straight is (laughs) before the nautical nerds came after me Um, and are able to steer through that very carefully and very gently. And that's where we're going to take our break while I try and figure out what the hell is in Theos and Neuros. So, Craig, if you have some ideas, chat with me momentarily. Uh, um, Yeah, so YouTube guys, we'll be right back. Twitch guys, drinks, water, bathroom, hydrate. Sweet. Jumping jacks, hugs and pets. Uh, Chris needs to go Chris needs to go rescue their, their poor, poor children. And we'll be back in just a bit. So as the ship passes through the straits of the witch coven. um, Yes. Water lapping at it. um, There's a spot where it kind of gets foggy. Your daemon pats your shoulder and says, good luck. And. Give you a little push, um, and your your chest you feel are is about to slam into the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly you are kind of stumbling forward on a path. Uh, it's a large dirt road in the middle of a prairie. Um, the moon is up high, lot of light. Um, up ahead, you see a wagon pulled over to the side. Um, uh, there's a fire, little little smoke coming off of it. It's very cozy, very homey. Um, you know, it, you recognize it as a wagon similar to uh, the same one that Theo lives in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the road leads that way. And off in the distance, you can see 
a road, the road continues on, and then there's a branch there, and a branch there, and down that branch, another branch, and all these different roads going off in all sorts of different ways. And there's a little, like, Legba, like, this is, this is some good Legba vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anyone near the wagon? Not that you can see. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. In D&D terms, you don't see any traps. Yeah. <laughs> you are confident there are no traps. Mm-hmm. You are confident there are no traps. So, Legba surveys the scene, appreciating the number of roads and the fact that Theo's or Nero's is reticulate just as much as anyone else, and also recognizing that this, in a way, is uh, the same thing as a wharf and a bunch of ships going in different directions. That, in Theo's mind, connection is represented through roads, travel over roads, and it makes sense to him, right? I think he gets it um, intuitively from his personal interactions with Theo, and then also considering his thoughts and and consideration. Oh, that's redundant. Considering his musings about the nature of connection and and phenomena. So, he thinks the wagon's important. It's an important representation. And that the way to get to where he wants to be, in Theo's case, is he's going to have to walk the right road. And that if he has the right intent as he walks along the road, he'll eventually get there. So he first wants to go up and look at the wagon, see if there's any useful information, if it matches the wagon he's seen in real life that Theo, Catherine, and Veloja stay in. And then at that point, he decides, well, Theo got to Purgatory Bluff by walking the long path. So he's going to have to get to Theo by walking the long path. Cool. So uh, when you approach the wagon, you can see Mm -hmm. that it is closed up. You know, it's possible that whoever's there is sleeping within or mm-hmm. yeah. okay the knock on the door of the wagon cool. uh yeah knock and there's some rustling from the inside and then you hear mm-hmm. that in 1846 still rings a clear sound even today it's the sound of a shotgun being cocked mm-hmm. okay and the, so uh, door right. kind of starts to swing open. Cool. Then Legba puts his hands up and steps off out of the um, the muzzle fire of the shotgun mm-hmm. and also not too far away so that he can present an easy target uh, and says my name is Cloak and I mean you know harm. A old, crotchety-looking uh, Romani gentleman kind of steps out. Making faces at you a little bit. You weren't invited. Not by you. Nope. But in a way, by her. 
Yeah. And I've sworn an oath not to explore her secrets without her consent. And so my intent here was just to establish that it was possible for us to reach each other this way. And if you tell me to leave and not do anything else... Ed, like, Ed interrupts you and goes, yeah, you can leave. All right. <laughs> like the gun, May the gun is... One thing. <laughs> Go ahead. If you get a chance to speak with her, please let her know that I did indeed abide by your request to leave without doing anything else. All right. Great. I bid you adieu. And like, he he just stands there and like, the gun is trained on you the entire time. Uh, Mm -hmm. I imagine you'll just walk the way I came kind of vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He kind of walks... But he keeps his Following eyes on you. him. Right? Cloak doesn't turn his back on somebody with, tra- with a gun trained on him, so. Yep. And he, he walks, yeah. <laughs> uh, he walks, follows you, follows you, and you don't feel like fog. You don't feel the, the ocean back there or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But suddenly, you know, that walk back, walk back, and then suddenly you're tipping and falling. And mm-hmm. then a solid minute of falling and then you hit oh, the water wow. and it hurts, but it's, it's a backflop. So it's like, yep, mm-hmm. that's gonna, that's gonna suck later. Uh, air probably knocked out of your lungs, which is kind of upsetting Bad. because you know, <laughs> but you are hauled in There's shouts of man overboard. You are hauled up and there's a bunch of, you know, the you know, various sailors and stuff. And there's your Damon and the, uh, the captain's, Attire and says, "Did it work?" Oh, and like immediately, eyes as she's you know she has she the realizes. same memories and goes, "Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, sorta. All right, well, <laughs> like pat, pats <laughs> you off, brings a towel. We we did good. We we count this one as a win, boys. Count this one as a win. And the cheers this go is, up from yeah, from the right. crew." <laughs> I kept to my oath. And I also achieved yep. my goal, which is yep. confirming that this could be done. Yup. Though Theo Theo's need Theo has it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um as she has alluded, she has some some things she's protecting about herself. And hey, if they're anything like me, might not even be on the same page. Yeah. I think uh, if I have a chance, I think we can help her get them on the same page. Not a bad idea. And we will put our little stamp there and jump over to Sunday morning, which... Uh, in Purgatory Bluff looks about the same every Sunday morning. People mm-hmm. filing off to church, uh, people coming out of church, uh, especially now that this is a nice you know, springy day. Uh, some folks having food out on the green. Uh, not quite your, uh, your more, ma- more modern uh, 
my god. <laughs> Potluck. Um, but folks sitting out and you know, having having conversation um, and just kind of enjoying a day off. Uh, quite a lot of miners also immediately going back to the barracks uh, mm-hmm. and some shortly thereafter heading into the tavern. Uh, is there anything that you guys are planning on doing in the daylight hours? Because I know we definitely have something planned for that evening. Wolf still there? Uh, yeah, you turn your maid side on. That wolf is just <laughs> sitting in your bedroom. Good deal. That's what I'm talking. Love about. that. Love this that. Is for fine. Me. Yeah. <laughs> this is fine. That's real fun. <laughs> I can sleep soundly with this. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel having like a picnic out on the green is probably a good time to see if I can get cloak to sort of surreptitiously just sort of. Check my family out, specifically my dad. Right. So do you kind of like prompt your mom like, hey, let's, you know, let's head out to the green and you know that kind of thing? I feel like that's probably normal, especially now that the weather's getting nice. Like, that's just what we do on Sunday. Yeah. All right. I dig that. Yeah. So the the Bauer family sitting out under, you know, very traditional gingham, you know, blanket Mm -hmm. laid out. uh, Awesome. Various, you know, and mom's not going to cook, so just a lot of, you know, sausages and crackers. Well, probably not crackers, but cheese. You know, a lot of the stuff that, you know, just picnic foods. Yep. Um, and I know uh, Cloak is going to be coming around to check out your dad. Uh, what is everybody else up to? You don't have an immediate answer. Bert. A little bit of a little bit of gallivanting. Oh yeah, little, my favorite. Talking. Wait, gallivanting can... like riding? No, no, oh. that's galloping. Gallivant, right? Often just uh, being like seen around going town out amongst and... the people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. If I can get the chance, Ambolin. I'd like to chat with Jules if I can find him alone. Sure. Okay, but and then Theo. Um, just making plans for a homestead and cool. that kind of stuff. Uh, this is actually probably a good time uh, that Theo can mm-hmm. chat with... Uh, Communicating across people. Say that again? Communicating across different groups of people. Mm-hmm. Yep, and notably probably able to talk with some of the uh, uh, ex-miners of the uh, from the Maroons uh, might be a potential scenario. Um, cool. Uh, so yeah, you guys are hanging out, um, and yeah, let's uh, we'll start with uh, Jules, uh, who yeah, you know, without you know, a the the sun is up, therefore there is no telescope time, uh, and you know, basically for Jules and Rilla, their uh, availability and time has kind of flip flopped. So the daylight hours are theirs, the evening hours are Mortimer's. Um, and so, yeah, uh, and I, I imagine Jules is still interesting enough, though probably not of the quite the same flirtatious, you know, interest um, that people are, you know, it, you know, calling him over to, you know, come sit with us, hang out with us, talk with us, you know, tell us about London. Um, and it's, it's moved a little bit from the, you know, the, the new boy in school to more of a like, hey, you're from, you know, across the ocean, you know, tell us, you know, tell us about what's going on there, because I mean, 
It's probably the same stuff that the Bauer family dealt with when they first arrived, but, you know, they've been here for years now, so... What news of the outside world? Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, especially considering your friendship with them, yeah, it's fairly easy to, you know, talk with Jules, even perhaps invite him. Would you take a walk with me? Um, uh, you know... Yeah, that's what I was gonna do, just, like, try to... Ask him to take a walk and get him up. Isolated Wait. somewhat, but not, like inappropriately oh, suspiciously sure. yeah yeah because there's not suspiciously yeah and there's there's you know all the the walk and your know, roads and stuff like that it's easy to walk and there's probably other couples who are doing it out where all the various women are watching everybody's behaving you know from yeah but yeah you know and probably offers you his arm um you know, very gentlemanly and says uh uh, yes, Miss Bauer, absolutely. Let's and like there's eyes over towards wherever Isabel is as he's going. Huh? Is this going to get me in trouble? Am I? Hmm. <laughs> 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 hmm, hmm, hmm. But they they they're friends, so hmm. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> Am I going to be used in a ritual? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and once we're like out of earshot of other people. Just so you know how I said I can tell fortunes? You yes, I remember that vividly. I know something of yours. You know something of my future. Of your fate. Is there is there a difference? There can be. Um, they can also be altered. Well, that makes and me feel I better am... about free will. Knowing the future means you can change it. Heisenberg isn't around. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a little before us. Yeah. I can see the connections of fates amongst people where okay. fates are intertwined he he definitely has this bemused but like uh, sure I'll listen you know this is yeah and Mortimer is not good for you Mr. Bethune has been a wonderful uh, mentor. Personally, sure. I don't know the details. I just know that the connection there is one of ruined. I'm... So, he's going to ruin me or I'm going to ruin him? That is his connection right on you. His connection to Rilla is one of uplifting. But he's going to destroy me. I doubt it's intentional, but I feel that being associated with Mortimer is in the long term not in your best interest. What you do with this information is up to you. 
you already know what the Royal Society thinks of his project. That's true, but I mean, you I mean, you said it yourself. You will see it tomorrow. Yes. Today. But I don't know what else that will entail. That won't be the end of it, probably. I mean, we, we will... We will observe it. We will have records of it. Uh, you will be there. Um, I believe Mr. Enright uh, will be called to come view it as a upstanding citizen of the community. You know, eventually, hopefully we will have the entire town see it to report our findings to the Royal Society. <laughs> Chris's look. <laughs> um, if you... <laughs> think that's wise um why would it not be again i can't tell you what to do all i can tell you is what i've seen i know that for whatever reason i need to be involved with what mortimer's doing again i don't know the details i know that there is a faded connection there you've been studying us Mystically, for weeks, yeah, but mystically for weeks, you you know a lot more than you were telling us. <laughs> I've only known this since a few days ago. Since I hadn't looked at the interplay of the fates until then. Like as like the walk has slowed and he like he he finds, you know, stereotypical like, you know, the the railing in front of a home, right? And kind of leans back against it, looking at you, arms cut across, very very defensive posture and stuff like that, and says So what am I supposed to do though? I can't just leave his service now of all times. I could try to find the details because again right now all I know is his pull to you is one towards ruin but yet Rilla will elevate yes but our futures can be changed so it's possible that Mortimer doesn't destroy me. I don't think Mortimer's... It's the difference between a future and a fate. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Mortimer's... doing any of this. I want to be perfectly clear about that. It's just the... outcomes... the ways that... Things are being pulled around you. Kind of nods. You can see, like, the scientist gears. Like, we've joked about Jules being, you know, a little bit of a little bit of a dummy. Uh, but, like, the, the scientist gears start turning. And he goes, so it's potential then, if what you're saying is true and you have seen a future, or even my future, that perhaps it is already too late and Mortimer is already going to ruin me? 
possibly? I can... If you like... Sit down with you and... Try... To get specifics. Things that might be actionable. Uh, actions would be appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if I know specific events, then you can change those events. I have an idea. This is a, a, a scientific experiment with your mm-hmm. powers. Do not tell me what the event is. Let's find something in, in my future. Don't tell me what it is. Just tell me how to change it. We will see if I can change that future. So find something. Basically just give you advice. And if you listen to me, see what happens. Exactly. Simple. Sounds good. Okay, in that case, um, I need to cast this spell on him now that he's here. Yep. Because he is my subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me look at the divination. Gnosis in time. The target is there. It's not obvious magic, weirdly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to try to, um... Can I basically just do it with, like, a palm reading? As oh, a yantra? As a yantra? Uh, because I'm touching him to do it. It's, it's, and it's, that's a bit more into techne, uh, but I'm, I'm cool with you using the, the touching. And, you know, go ahead, pluck a hair off of him, you know, and, <laughs> and take that, that material uh, sympathetic yantra. Um, I only need two, right? Instant, and then one for a specific question. Mm-hmm. So that's one of each. Four dice. Yep. I think. Ah. Oh no! A little paradox. Eight. This will be the one. This will be the one. No. Take the bashing wound, and then yeah, roll your four. I'm going to spend the willpower. Okay, seven. To make it seven. Oh, one box. Oh, one Jesus. success. One success. Necessary willpower. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alright, there you go. Uh, and what is the question? Um, I want it to be something that is not super portentous, like not something very risky. Mm-hmm. Um, I might want to think about this and come back on it later. Uh, and to give you what he is thinking, it's something as simple as what will I have for dinner? Okay. 
uh, um, or you know, something similar, because you can do something very innocuous, you know, mm-hmm. and then see and then if you can do something else. That's good. Um, yeah, that's probably a good simple one. Just cool. So yes, uh, yeah. You know, what, what, what will he have for dinner? Beef stew. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a way of an advice to give him that doesn't give away what the question was. Mm-hmm. I should have to eat something else. Yeah. You'll um, need a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell him to do something else. I have a little mini thing. While you're thinking, if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so while Isabel is, you know, being extra and talking to everyone and playing songs for the kids and stuff like that, sure. uh, we'll swing through and um, engineer being close to Theo mm-hmm. for a conversation. And um, we come up and uh, <laughs> just like right in her ear, whisper, tell me, do you see a giant wolf staring at me? <laughs> um, so just process that for a couple of seconds and sort of casually look around and uh, not see anything. Right. And then I uh, will activate the leech site and have a little look around. Another look around? And no, no, nothing, no. I, I don't see anything out oh. of the ordinary. Well, I'd say I found a big one then, or rather, it found me. If it's following you around, then it found you. Repeatedly. Hmm. And then I'll just dance away. <laughs> I'm and sure it, this won't be a problem. <laughs> um, like secondary it's mage side isn't going off, it's or mage side isn't going off, nothing like that. Nope. Okay. Hmm. I am. However, we're going to throw a little spell out. Uh, just a quick one as uh, she's dancing away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of time, so no yantras or anything like that. I'll just do a quick and dirty. Mm-hmm. One success for Soulmark. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, there's the peripheral mage sight tingle from... Uh, Sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, you feel that kind of. Actually, I'm trying to remember what. Oh, yeah, the musical. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, I imagine you're not going to withstand. Uh, so, yeah. A- any particular marks from that little list that you're looking for? Um. Right, there's a list. <laughs> if it doesn't fall exactly into that list, uh, you can kind of, you know, kind yeah, of wiggle off of that. Persistent conditions? 
Uh, I don't know if that would supply. Uh, she's like, Isabel is not a supernal being. Right. But would she have a mark from one on her or something? On her soul? Perhaps. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, in this particular mm-hmm. case, I think there is a persistent condition. Uh, not oh, okay. one that... Not not in the gameplay capital C condition. Sure. But yeah, there is definitely like... I'm trying to think of how... Uh, yeah. So uh, just because it's, it's you old cowboys in the West. Uh, yeah, there is this supernal brand on her soul kind of the kind of the vibe that you get that that the little bit of image the same kind of way that like you know uh you know you were uh you saw Valoja you know silence with a finger on her lips yeah so the same kind of like somebody is brand and doesn't look like you know uh any, or any other kind of mark doesn't necessarily have that whole like especially if we talked about branding a person uh but somebody is marked um her soul so it's not a like a scarring, right? That's, it's like somebody drew a little. I'm keeping an eye on that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. So I'll arrange to be near Isabel after a couple minutes and say, "You are, however, uh, I can see marks on your like a mark on your soul." <laughs> Middle of playing the flutes. <laughs> It doesn't appear to be caused by any sort of damage or anything. It's just like somebody went and drew a little symbol on your shoulder almost, but it's your soul. Huh. <sighs> okay, then. Okay. You should probably have a look at that sometime. You should have the doctor look at that, yeah. <laughs> cool. That uh, looks like it might be a problem. <laughs> uh, we jump back over real quick to uh, to Gisela. Uh, did you figure out what you were gonna say to your uh, your good buddy Jules? Uh, I'm gonna invite him to dinner. Cool. All right. Uh, is she? Yeah. He he has this definite like you look up from the palm reading, right? And then come to dinner, and he goes. I, I would be delighted. It like realizes he really probably shouldn't ask any <laughs> questions because that would ruin the experiment. It's like, hey, yes, I would be delighted. Um, I feel like probably at the tavern because I'm not trying to lead my mom on and think I'm courting. Mm-hmm. She's really hopeful. She's real hopeful. <laughs> she wants some grandbabies. Um, but so. Um, but yeah. So basically seeing get the whole family to go or how, how do you mean the um, a little oh, like I'm not inviting him to my house for dinner right gotcha so have it's like let's go out tonight basically sure okay cool cool uh yeah so yeah I would, I would love that you know and, and then we can go stargaze sounds great uh, sounds romantic. Ooh, it sounds <laughs> sexy. It's work. <laughs> it's work. Sexy work. Uh, so we cut over to Cloak slash Legba uh, with the mm-hmm. Bauer family sitting out there, um, you know, enjoying a meal as, you know, Gisela kind of gets up and 
goes off with a man and you watch Mama Bauer eyes wide, like grabs her husband's knee. <gasps> it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> you know, there, there's some under undertones of he can't leave for London. <laughs> so, yeah, I imagine that Gisela is going to introduce Cloak or Cloak would be happy to introduce himself. Uh, and that may have already happened. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, oh, so we're there, figured, and that's already happened. Cool, great. All right. Yeah, good. I figured you would be like, like sort of doing it from a distance. Yeah, perfect. To sort of not let them know, but I mean, if you want to go introduce yourself and chat with them up close, that's fine too. Um, um, if because- you would prefer that he does it at a distance where there's no interaction, then that's fine. But the only thing a- I care about is that you not like let my dad know that you're scrutinizing him basically oh okay well then let's do it at a distance just to avoid any yeah. kind of weirdness uh so cloak is going to cast a few spells yep okay um and i will let you know what they are so of course he's going to cast his praxis mm-hmm. that being no nature mm-hmm. right needs to know some details about this man absolutely he also wants to cast Correspondence. And he also wants to cast Mental Scan. Do it up. So, I guess in whatever order you want. Yep. Let me type up Praxis first, but which would you prefer first? Yeah, no nature is just fine. Cool, let's do it. That one is resisted. Mental Scan is the one that's resisted, yeah. That's what I was trying to make. Yes. Sure. Did those in the right order, because then you know if you need to increase points. Excuse me. My trackpad screwed up. I'm sorry. Now I'm putting it. So the reach I need is going to be instant cast, sensory range, and getting aspirations and obsessions. I definitely haven't given him the vice and virtue. Nope. It's a okay. I'm filling stuff out. You probably think of relevant ones. Three. Three. Two. Three. Don't need to increase potency. Or duration. Scale. Oh, some yantras. Well, Cloak is manifesting his arcane ability, trying to help a fellow member of the coven and functioning as the master of understanding. So. The master of unlocking. <laughs> <laughs> So he's going to use uh, his Persona Yantra and then also uses his son. Four or five. So, with no penalties, that'll be ten dice. Yes! And he didn't need the Praxis aspect. Give me that condition. Arcane beat. Um, get a willpower back. Yeah, empathy. Understand empathy. Cool. Unless you want to apply it to a uh, good friend, uh, Friedrich. Good friend. Oh, if I can give him a positive condition and still get the beat, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. absolutely. That was definitely one of the reasons I wanted to house rule that because then people That's can awesome. be not so greedy with those. Yep. Oh, I love that. Yeah, if I can give people beats by by evaluating them or conditions that can help them 
absolutely. So um, one condition that would make sense to me is if I am evaluating what his goals are, perhaps I can put him in a mindset where he is better able to achieve those goals. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, will, I mean, it'll be on my end anyways, but yeah, cool. Sure. Yeah, sounds good. Just wanted to contribute some thoughts if it was helpful. It is. All right. Cool. So ready for a second spell? Uh, yes. Uh, wait, actually, hang on, because you did know nature. Do you, yeah. And so that means that you also know how many dots in mental and social attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so virtue is hope. Vice is pessimism. Ooh. Ooh. Did you take the reach for specific attribute ratings or the total? No. Okay. So total no. number of mental and social together is uh, I almost counted aloud, which would have really made it very easy to figure out his uh, stats. Um, Fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, that's great. Way to go. Way to go, Friedrich. And then uh, Aspiration. Ah, yes. Um, He's got real simple aspirations. Don't die in the mine. Cool. Feed my family. Yeah. Get Gisela married. All right. (laughs) Coke might be able to help with two of those. Interesting that Gisela's desires and interests are not anywhere in any of those aspirations. Is a dad in 1846. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. Uh, okay, cool. Hope, answer. pessimism. Don't die in the mines. Feed my family. Get Gisela married. Sounds good. Ready for number two? Absolutely. Cool. So, space one. Practice of knowing. All right. Let's see. This is instant cast and sensory range. I need at least two. I don't think I need anything else. Actually, let me see. This was correspondence? Yes. That subjects... Mm. Yeah, potency to get a number of links. I think. Okay, an additional plus two reach because there's a specific connection that Cloak is looking for. He doesn't care about a lot of them. Mm-hmm. He carries. He cares about a possible connection to the curse. Right. Because he wants to perceive and understand that. Mm-hmm. So that'll be four reach. Sure. And I only have one free reach. Mm-hmm. But it's a good thing I got a dedicated magical duel. Mm-hmm. This is two. Space one. Not going to increase potency because he's only going to look for one connection. Mm-hmm. No stand. Cool. And bonus for Yonches will be five again. So it'll be eight dice. Yeah, don't need to spend more power. Are 
you're going to spend mana on this to reduce a uh, paradox further. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll make it to a chance die. You know, cloak. Gotta be smooth. Nothing. All right, fantastic. It's only cloak doesn't spend mana very often anyway, so. Waste some mana. Waste. <laughs> Never waste, be careful. Hey, everyone else has gotten injured. <laughs> the guy with all the scars on his face has yet to be injured. Trying to avoid it, at least. Yeah. <laughs> In my defense, I got hit by a fucking lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I kinds of crazy. Badly injured. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Eight dice. Cool. Succeed. All right. And so, yes, one connection from yes. Friedrich to somewhere else. And how are you, you know, couching that? Because after all, it is, uh, as it says, uh, in uh, you know, general, in general terms. Mm -hmm. uh, so Cloak is in his mind. He's thinking that there is some chain associated with the curse or the fate or his family's history, right? So he's looking for a connection to, um, ooh, hereditary misfortune. That's what he's thinking. That's the kind of connection he's looking for. And of course, you can respond that manifests all kinds of different ways. It might not be the supernatural curse. It could be poverty. It could be all kinds of stuff, but that's how Cloak would think of it. Yeah, no, um... The it's one of those things where it's like, oh right, I'm in front of Twitch. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, <laughs> you you get hit by uh, an image of uh, Friedrich, uh, young Friedrich, uh, seeing Dad's self harm. Uh, uh, and like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, damn, that's real intense. I mean, Cloak cared about this guy because he's Gisela's father, right? But now he cares about him a lot more than he realized he would. This guy is going through his own pandemonium. Then uh, this is a great leap to mental scan. Yep. He knows that this guy has high resolve or composure. He knows that he has these goals. He knows that hope is his virtue. Um, vice is, pes is pessimism, but he's appealing to hope uh, to be his best self. And one of the things that has probably reinforced his intrinsic pessimism is this experience in the past and how he thinks it affects him. So he's now going to try and understand how he thinks about that in more in more detail. And you're using mental scan, not um, uh, let's see the other one. Uh, read the depths. You're going. Oh, I guess I could do read the depths. Yeah, it's, I mean either either one. They they do get two different kind of vibes, but yeah. Yeah, let me think about it. Oh. Let's see. As I'll tell you now, mental scan is basically going to get his thoughts on the picnic. Oh, okay. 
Well, that's, that's what I mean, doing. you can ask a specific question, right? About how he thinks about something. Yeah, but it's about like what they're thinking about. Um, All right, sounds good. Um, I'm, I'm fine to to do a three dot spell. No big deal. No, it's good if you're talking to them because you can steer, bring something up, mm-hmm. and then see what they think about it. But otherwise, if they're not already thinking about it, okay. Thank you for making that distinction. Yeah. Then we will do read the depths. It gives you all sorts of stuff. Now, oh, you know what? Yeah, Cloak's, Cloak's not into editing people's minds, mm. so um, I'm not going to do that reach. So the the two, so Cloak is going to take a reach for instant cast and a reach for sensory uh, sensory range. <laughs> it's a word. I wanted to say sensory duration for a second. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. All right, cool. Two reach. Good that the primary factor is potency. Yep. Uh, now that is right. already tacking on to the existing overreach. Um, so hmm? you got. I didn't understand what you just said. Uh, because you've overreached once in this scene, so you have one extra paradox. Oh, you're just yeah. commenting that yeah, in yeah. terms of the paradox dice pool, it's going to be plus one as a consequence of me right. overreaching in a previous spell. Gotcha. And okay. then. And your zone is already there. So, yeah, so it's mm-hmm. just going to be a chance to die, anyways. Cool. Great. I just want to get that up. That's already done. It makes sense to me. All right. Starting potency is three. I want to put it at five dice with Yantras is five. It's the max. So, it's ten dice. I spend a willpower to put it at 13. If I increase the potency to six, that would mean even if he has a five resolve or composure, it would go through, which I think might be a good idea, considering this guy has gone through a shitload of stuff. So, I, Cloak's assuming he's at least four, right? Or I'm assuming it's at least four. Cloak's thinking that he has a high resolve commotion, right? That kind of thing. Um, so, I'm going to put it at six and roll seven dice by spinning a willpower. So, a penalty of six to increase potency. Five, three, great. Oh, I should have put a minus sign, right? That's fine. We know what it is. Okay, cool. Great. And spell roll is, I think I just said seven dice. There we go. That's a good roll. Yeah. Uh, So delving into, uh, and yeah, you basically, like, you you talk about, like, entering the Odiros. This is Mm -hmm. pretty it. Um, And in a flash... Um, and basically you are in, uh, for my sake, um, basically this house, it looks like it's old and back in Germany, probably. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's memories littered all over the place in objects and doorways and things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, what do you... What memory are you after or idea? The idea is um, perhaps when he thought the curse was imposed upon him. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty easy to spot. Um, you know, it's a big thing that takes up a lot of space in this house. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's the... Well, yeah, because you, you just are getting his thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, he yeah. he thinks that basically when his father died, the curse passed to him. Uh, and you know, he was, you know, mid-20s or so when 
His father died um, in his 40s. And basically, like, he had had a normal life before then and saw his dad having bad luck and thought, oh, it's just dad. That's just, just, you know, whatever. Uh, Was concerned about it, but couldn't possibly be real. And then bad things started to happen. Um, You know, uh, Antonia was there. He was already married. Um, There's definitely some thoughts of, I'm so lucky I was married before this happened to me because my my relationships would have been ruined. Um, You know, things happened. So he was late to work or things fell apart or tools broke and had to be constantly replaced. And he's just like, he went from, and he has specific memories tied to this. My life was fairly normal. This stuff didn't happen. And then all of a sudden it was happening all the time. Anytime he tried to do something, something went wrong. He was a walking Murphy's law. Uh, Mm. It wasn't always necessary, devastating stuff. Uh, but it was never happening to the guy next to him and it never affected everybody around him. It was just him. Uh, and that's when, you know, wow. he, he thinks he, you know, he was like 23, 24 and he's like, yep, nope, I'm cursed. <laughs> this is, this is definitely following me. This is definitely happening. It's not just, you know, my imagination and Antonia being there, um, right. definitely comes across as a like supporting thing. Um, and you know, she was like, because she also saw the change and right. Cause she, you know, she knew him and he was fine. Mm -hmm. And and then all of a sudden this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. It's like, this is far too real. You have one bad day a month. You don't make it, you know, you don't care about it. You have one bad day every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any way I can get some sensation? Let me ask two questions that are more simple. Mm -hmm. When I see that memory, do I see all the details from an objective lens or is it only his? It's all from his thoughts and memories. Cool. Sounds good. Um, Then the second question is, do I have any impression of what his virtue and vice were before that? Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. Because I don't think your vice and virtue is something that you necessarily think about. And this is coming mm. from his, you know, his mind. Um, you know, you want to be hopeful, but everybody, everybody wants to be virtuous, right? And they want to avoid mm. all vices. But yeah, the ones that really stand out for them, I think, is is a little bit more. Um, well, it does come from your subconscious. Um, yeah, you know, what? screw it. Uh, it's not going to hurt anything. Uh, yeah, before the curse, uh, he was not nearly as pessimistic. He was probably a little bit more ambitious. Uh, okay. And his vice was probably still hope. Um, but I think his ambition died, and he just became pessimistic. Great. So this is helpful because in Cloak's mind, when bad things happen, uh, we have a choice of what kinds of chains we form in association with them. So throughout this, he was hoping that he'd recognize some point at which Friedrich believed that he couldn't do anything about it. And in Cloak's mind, it doesn't matter what situation you're provided with. 
whether you're in chains, literal physical chains, or you are, you know, destitute completely. The way Cloak thinks about it is that there's always opportunity for choice. It might be two pretty bad choices where you're in a different place, but you can still do something. And he thinks that over time you can build a new chain, something that can pull you elsewhere. So he's he's found a nugget of something that he thinks might help him help Gisela. Uh, as you know, kind of cloak kind of steps out, and, you know, what was you know probably a couple long moments of digging through memories, you know, suddenly just like, oh, that was just a split second of information just deluging into your head. Um, we cut back to um, no, Gisela probably coming back with jewels. Um, and uh, I guess Isabel wandering through the crowd out, anything specific? Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, we may fast forward a little bit towards the tavern. Uh, that evening um, the question is uh, Isabel how often are you turning your mage side on to see if it's still there yeah 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 it's it's always there uh, I think after a point it's like okay I get it is it following or is it only around the tavern so that's where you saw it the first time saw it the first time saw right. it in the bedroom um, turning it on out in the uh, like out towards the green. Well, on the green, this it's curled up around the big tree. Well, big, uh, yeah, and like it's superimposed over all these people who are sitting and eating and laughing and stuff like that. Yep. I think at one point you open your eyes and you're like, oh, oh, it's gone. And you turn around and it is laying across a house. Across the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah, at some point it's like, all right, I'll save that for later because it doesn't appear to be going away. Yep. Yes, that the specific spot where the where the wolf is overlaid. Yes, the people are eating like they are hungry, like a wolf. Yes, thank you, Perry. <laughs> You know, one thing I find really delightful in Chris's expression sometimes is sometimes they're in response to things that people are doing that are hilarious when he does it. And he's just like, it's my thing. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, well, it's called hypocrisy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know it's intentional and it's humorous. Yep. I'm just, I wanted to appreciate that in case mm-hmm. no one else is calling it out. It's great. I love it. Uh, so Perry and I have been doing this to each other for years too. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That's good yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, they were roommates. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they were roommates. <clears throat> Anyways, um, <laughs> okay? I think I broke Chris. <laughs> oh god. Discord muted it, but don't worry, YouTube guys. I made sure to leave the laugh in. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yes. Um, we fast forward to the tavern that evening, uh, unless there's any red flags or anything like that. Um, and uh, yeah, um, you know, on the menu today, chicken, beef stew, and uh, you know, imagine Giza. I mean, Giza. Isabel is working. Uh, Theo. 
you're working if you like you want to uh especially sure. sunday you know sunday's one of the days where you know people are like oh yeah let's have somebody else cook for us was, you know a few occurrences and of course there's usually a lot more miners because the shifts aren't happening so people are piling in for you know dinner and stuff like that um yeah um and you know i don't think madame robert apologizes um but you know she's you know she's effusive and you know is glad you're here to help and stuff like that and like the teasing isn't there um Theo will be like if Robert, when Robert asks her to work, like Theo will be surprised. At me? Yes. Oh, well, of course, she'll be happy to lay down like, a little thing. Right, sure. Uh, and I, I think Madame Robert even goes so far as to be like, well, yes, you have a house that you're building, right? You need this money. <laughs> she she expects you to be here, uh, or is it expecting that you would be here? Um, told you it was fine. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, uh, yeah, everybody who needs to be there is there. Um, I imagine Legba is up with, uh, well, actually, has the um, uh, has the cult started to, um, so I imagine originally it was a big, like, family dinner kind of thing within the cult, but has it started to kind of separate out uh, a little bit more some people are coming down to the tavern and other people, you know, so she because I know there were couples within the cult who are like, we're going to go have dinner together and make something ourselves. Or is it mm-hmm. still a very like, no, we all eat t- together kind of thing. It wasn't until the bridge and we discussed that it's important for people to make their presence known. So Cloak, Sanite and Messy J have encouraged people to choose to go into the tavern and eat elsewhere when they're comfortable. Sure. But otherwise, of course, they'll always be welcome. Sure. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're starting to even see like some of the cult eating with uh, the families of some of the miners. Cool. And stuff like that. That's some great. Of the other miners were just like these, you know, a couple little friendships have come up and it's, it's very tentative and awkward a little bit, but they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, Hey, you actually, you know, okay. You know, and people are finding interests, you know, some of those hobbies that, you know, don't come up much in the cult, but it's like, oh, this other miner over the other mine has this same hobby, stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, so we pick up with Jules and uh, you know, Gisela eating uh, or preparing to eat. Do do you do? You, how, how do you handle, you know, the him not eating the beef stew? Uh, I was going to order for us. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I think you probably give the order to, you know, Isabel, which makes Isabel, like, grin, because, I mean, let's be honest, Gisela just snuck in and just ordered for jewels, right? Hmm. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, the order is put in, and Arcelia steps in to help, and gets tables mixed up, and suddenly there is a bowl of beef stew sitting in front of Jules and a plate of chicken in front of uh, Gisela. That's great. Uh, I'm gonna ask to trade. Just, oh, well. That does look good, actually. <laughs> Would you mind? And he's looking at it like intently. He's like, oh, I mean, 
does look really good. Kind of looks over at the chicken. The chicken is like, mm, not their best. I guess the plate swap happens. And uh, yeah, you you eat really good beef stew and he's eating some he sad, sad chicken. chicken. That's probably roasted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tastes good. Yeah. But I mean, when you compare the two, yeah. Still a win for me. Yep. Uh, do, do you have a little smile on your face as you start eating the beef stew? Do, uh, and more specifically, do you tell him? Uh, once we're done eating. Yes. Gotcha. Was, was, was the Same. meal has completed? Yeah. Uh, I th- so I thought about playing it up future- and being like, oh, yeah, it's some ideas. Oh, did you want the beast? Well, I would write the chicken <laughs> like all this. No, no, stop. stop. <laughs> and, like the spoon has to come out. But yeah, no, you have you have no problem making sure that he has chicken. You have the beef stew. Yes. And then I tell him that your fortune was that you would have the stew. He looks down or your future that I saw right. kind of looks down at his plate, like still kind of picking at some chicken bones and goes. Really? Yes, that was what I saw. And so I changed it. If I told you, you could have changed it. It's true. It's true. It's very true. Sorry about your stew. <laughs> it's it's fine. I mean, it kind of like reaches over and touches the, the you know the, the bowl and then like so they pulls his hand back like real fast he realizes, oh, <laughs> Like I could, I could still end up eating the beef stew, uh, but cool. Uh, anything you guys do there at the tavern that night besides <laughs> Jules realizing, ah, I can change my future. No, that's it for me. Let me just head up to look at the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, when are we gonna? When are we gonna bring cloak? Because that was the the question I was going to ask is how do you guys or do you arrange for Cloak to show up or does Cloak just mm-hmm. yeah, Cloak coming. is just going to yeah. come. Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's are you going to pave the way or are you just going to let it be a surprise? You figured he'd just show. Right. Okay. And, yeah, he's no. going to go up to he's going to go up to Mortimer and like you know ask him how he's doing. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's awesome. I was. You weren't listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I kind of appreciate. It. So, like, obviously, everything is happening, you know, after sundown. How close to sundown? Because at this point, I've got 10 minutes, so I'm vamping a little bit. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to vamp and just waste some time because I have important news for everybody. Or more specifically, those those sitting at home. Uh, Craig, you already know all this. Um, so, uh, next week I will be off on vacation. Um, and therefore there will be no Into the West on Friday. But have hope! Chris is running Thirsty Sword Lesbians. So excited! I'm so excited! Um, and so this will be the second game of Thirsty Swords Lesbians that I'm missing out on, but I will be able to watch the VOD and maybe potentially watch live um the idea of watching thirsty sword lesbians on my parents tv and making them watch along no that's probably <laughs> that's too much <laughs> that's way too yeah i know oh yeah there's gonna be lots lots of fucks yep. this is happening yeah apparently my dad has caught an episode at least and i'm like oh, oh wow okay. cool 
Yo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, hey, um, or, I don't know. Which maybe he's watching now. Uh, this one. They cast a one. Oh, cool. wow. He, he's right. a big, he's a big Western fan. So. Oh, cool. That makes sense then. Yep. You'd be like, he told him the setting. I've tried to explain it to my father a couple times, and the storytelling bit, he doesn't understand. He's like, well, so, so, how do you decide who wins? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, see, because my dad has played D and D, and I've run D and D for my dad, so like he gets that part. Ah, uh, your parents are cool. Mm. Yeah, it, my my dad plays a barbarian the way Chris plays a barbarian. <laughs> there we go. Yep. There uh, we go. And and my mom played a cleric and said, "Well, he got into this mess. He can get himself out." And like he's low Very on good. health. Yes. And I'm, she's like, "It's fine. It's a bar brawl. What's the worst that can happen?" And I was like, "Oh, it's going to be like that." <laughs> I'll tell you what. Happens. Yep. Uh, so yes, um, that does mean next week I will be away, but the four of them will carry on in best, uh, occultist anonymous tradition, uh, and be very, very gay. Um, or, or, or do you want to share with everybody the, the premise, Chris, or are you going to just, okay. We can, okay. we can share the premise. Um, the premise is going to be that these three folks and possibly some other you know NPC characters, um, whilst in college were a friend group thrust together by becoming magical girls and um, saving the town, the world something um, from the Eidolons um, and you know, they, they permanently ended the threat and went on to go about their lives they grew apart as friends sometimes do when you end up uh, in, in different parts of the, the country or the world uh, and those those friendships whittle down to, you know, a, a phone call for a birthday or or something, maybe even less than that. And uh, so the story will pick up with the threat is coming back, and now you are very different people. And can you still be a magical girl when you're a jaded, you know, early thirties adult? The answer is probably yes. To me, yes. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna be real beastly, real sexy. It's gonna be real good. Get it in the mech, Shinji. Oh lord, yeah. Uh, chat is probably going to be nuts. Uh, be so come, game. come, real good. So come, hang out. Uh, have have a good old time. Uh, yell at them on my behalf. Like I said, hopefully I'll be able to watch. Um, but uh, yes, get the bonks ready. Yeah. Uh, it is so called Thirsty Sword Lesbians for a reason. Yeah. You're going to need a bomb that beast. It's happening. Uh, who lots, will read the Patreon list? Probably Chris. Uh, Chris and, yeah, Chris has access to it. So, yep. Yeah. Troll away. Uh, you can say whatever you want. Ooh, you have the power. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> whatever you want. That's true. Whether yeah. I read it. Yep. Uh <laughs> Just slip trail now. Yep. 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 Uh, I'll, I'll just willingly go and I'll break <laughs> out. Just... That's what's happening. Um, so cool. Um, as always, uh, come by Discord, heat into dot space, www.heatinto.space, uh, and come join us. Come join the shenanigans. Uh, meet some of these people that you've heard us yell about in Twitch, uh, in Twitch chat. Um, come hang out with your Twitch chat buddies in Discord. So it's live 24 7. Um, and we do actually have a pretty global community. Somebody's almost always cool. chatting. I, I always it's wake up cool. and like people have been talking about stuff. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff for me to read as I wake up in the morning. And I don't I really should stop. Like I get it. I need more brain power before I read 50 pages 
or 50 Gotta make sure y'all didn't fuck stuff. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times I'll just see like 50 plus messages and scroll and just keeps adding and I'm like, whatever, jump the press on. It's in the past. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Nobody needs my feedback now. Yeah. Uh, I'm just cursory yeah. check. Nobody's hurt anybody's feelings. Chris, yep. Chris just said he's going to find out if anybody fucked around. Yep. Uh, oh, yes. Come by uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash occultistanonymous or staylucky.club. Uh, if you want to support us monetarily, um, again, I'm going to reiterate what I mentioned last week or the week before. Uh, if you have interest in Patreon, but you're like, uh, I don't know that it's worth my money, totally allowed to say that. If you have suggestions for what we could do, please reach out. Uh, I think you can direct message us on Patreon, being awesome message uh, uh, on Discord. Um, and, well, I'd love to hear your opinions. Um, we want to offer more stuff to you if we can. Uh, Amanda had a brilliant idea of instead of me live streaming my prep, which requires me to be like really kind of on uh i may actually just do my prep which may be short and often is um and record it and post it exclusively to patreon on thursdays and do my prep on on wednesday so if you want a preview and a little spoilery stuff occasionally of what may be happening on friday that might be a thing so i've got to figure out how best to make that work but that might be a thing uh, that should be not a lot of extra effort on my end. So, um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, see you all in two weeks. You guys can see these smiling faces next week. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Y'all have a good evening. Morning, afternoon. See y'all later. Bye. Have a time. Have a time. (laughs) Have a time.